Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Booking your next vacation is so easy and done right at cruiseone.com. I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And today on the show, Chris Elliott of Elliott.org will be talking to us about the five common travel mistakes. And there's more to the Port of Jacksonville than one might think. Julie Watson from VisitJacksonville.com tells us more. But first, all eyes are on the Haiti relief effort. And unfortunately, the media is distracting us with Royal Caribbean Cruise Line's decision to continue port service to Labadee, Haiti in the wake of the catastrophic events. Stuart, the cruise guy from cruiseguy.com, joins us now to bring us the facts. Hello, Matt and Doug. How are you guys? Very good, very good. Certainly, like you said, it's been a busy week. Uh, Royal Caribbean has been taking uh, quite a hit in the PR realm, but it just astounds me how the media has just blown this story when it, when it comes to facts. One uh, news outlet, uh, you know, was watching some video, and they were saying, well, you know, we understand that Labadee is 70 miles away from Port-au-Prince, and in their next sentence, they forget the distance, and they said, well, you know, maybe they, they could at least allow the, you know, the Haitians to uh, use their showers. Oh, and, I mean, it's, it's, at, it's not 70 miles away. It's 90 miles away. Right. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous because that entire area up in the northern reach, some people believe that it's a private island like what they have in the Bahamas at Coco Cay. It is, an, it is not a private island. It's a beach area in the northern region of Haiti. It's 90 miles away. And that whole area there has, was not affected. And so when people started criticizing Royal Caribbean for continuing to go there, I mean, there are 500 Haitians that live in that area that uh, their homes are still intact, their lives are going forward, that would be negatively impacted. I mean, they'd have no ways of, of, of income if Royal Caribbean took their ships away and, and went somewhere else because of someone else's moral compass. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure those who are criticizing Royal Caribbean are holding candlelight vigils 24-7 and not moving forward at all with their lives. Matt, keep in mind that Royal Caribbean has had this beach since 1968, so it just didn't yeah. know, spring up uh, last year. And certainly economic times in Haiti were much different in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you know through the last decade and into the 2000s. But... Uh, what, what's, what really is just, it's, it's amazing is that they're, you know, Royal Caribbean is able to bring in pallets, you know, tons of food, water, right. supplies right now. It's not being stuck at some airport in some third country. Right. They're able to assist right now while all, a lot of our donations right now are being stockpiled somewhere. Who knows if they're ever going to get there? And, uh, you know, Royal Caribbean's doing something right now. Uh, what's very interesting with the point you just brought up, uh, Arthur, I just read that um, Arthur Applebaum, who's a Harvard University professor on ethics and public policy, yeah. said that it shows moral sensitivity to be disturbed by the thought that one is vacationing on the beach while others are suffering nearby. It also shows insufficient moral reflection to think that proximity makes a moral difference. Right. The people of Haiti are suffering whether you take your beach vacation in the Dominican Republic or in Hawaii. It's a failure of the moral imagination not to be equally troubled in Waikiki. Excellent quote. It hits the nail on the head because no one's talking about uh, Santo Domingo and La Romana and Samana in the Dominican Republic. Now, the worst thing that anybody could do is not go and visit. These cities in these countries, in Haiti and in the Dominican Republic, were not impacted. And the worst, I mean, we're going to be pouring 
significant you know loads of salt into a wound or yeah. hurting people that weren't even affected. Well, why are the why is the media overlooking these facts, and what is their basis for their such harsh criticism towards Royal Caribbean? <laughs> well, we're, we're one we're dealing with geographic ignorance, we're dealing with hypocrisy, and you know we're we're dealing with you know I guess you know call it the you know ratings. You know people are interested in this, and when you when you listen to some of these newscasts, I'm sure you'd agree that the way they're reporting it, it's like, okay, a thousand feet away from Labadee is Port-au-Prince. Yeah, that's what it, they're acting like it is, at least. I mean, it's like, you know, you can see them over that 12-foot heavily guarded fence, which, you know, makes it sound like, you know, a prison wall, <laughs> you know, where they're, they're keeping out the, uh, the locals, and, and people are suffering, suffering, you know, right across the street. And that, it's 90 miles away. It's a world away for some people. I mean, you know, you can go from Havana to Key West, it's 90 miles. Yeah. Have we heard the last of this? Oh, no. I, I <laughs> this is going to go on uh, as long as they can milk it, and there's a story. And, you know, it, it just, you know, it's, you know, people need to find their moral compass. They need to, before making a judgment, they need to understand what the facts are. And, and I've said this, you know, th- these are tough times, and they require tough decisions. And I got to tell you, this was an easy decision for Royal Caribbean to make. If you want to call Stewart, 800-700-3881, 800-700-3881, or go to cruiseguy.com. Stewart, you are awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll get the hot deals from Stuart the Cruise Guy later in the show, but first we'd like to hear what you think. Is Royal Caribbean returning to Labadee too soon? As insensitive as it may be, that's part of helping their economy. It's kind of like when 911 happened right. and we were going about our lives and doing our thing. You know, I felt really guilty knowing what was going on in the world that day, but yet we still had to go on with our lives. Punch up line three. Go ahead, sir, with your comment. I've been there uh, several times with my family. Actually, this June, we're going again for uh, one of our uh, days when we're going to the Mexico, and I think it's great that they're going back in there because... Uh, those people starve when those cruise ships don't come in there, and why should they pay the penalty because everybody else in their country is not working? Why should they, uh, you know, starve too, you know, or wait for a handout when, um, you know, Royal Caribbean's offering them, uh, you know, to be able to make money? And, you know, every time a cruise ship comes in there, they make $6 per person from that cruise ship in Port Texas. Right, and I'll tell you what, those people starve. We've uh, My daughter, when, when she was young... She fed some of those uh, vendors in that marketplace there some hamburgers off the buffet there for Royal Caribbean, and they ate a hamburger in like three or four seconds. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I mean, they just devoured it. And actually, we went back and got two plates of food because she came and told me, said, Dad, this, this man just ate a hamburger in four seconds. And I was like, no way. It was like the size of a Big Mac. Well, and we went back around there and got two plates full of food and took them back over there. And within 30 seconds, all the food was gone. It's just a weird scenario with complete gluttony on one side of the fence, literally, and on the other, all this death and destruction. It's, it's really a beautiful place, and I'm hoping that, that you know, some good's going to come out of all this, you know, that hopefully yeah. when they rebuild, they'll be able to rebuild for tourism and all. And maybe it'll be a little bit more stabilized, more so than what it was before, because when we went into Labadee, that port there, they told you, do not go outside of these fences. Yeah. You know, it is dangerous. Don't go into the hillsides. If you go out, we can't guarantee your safety. Yeah, if there is a silver lining, it's certainly a, an opportunity for a fresh start for Haiti. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully these people, you know, like I said, I don't think they should be penalized because, you know, nobody else on the other side of their country can work, you know. Uh, thank God that they're able to. You know, thank God that it wouldn't hit. Email your comments to Doug at cruiseradio.net. 
Julie Watson on the phone. She is the communications consultant for Visit Jacksonville, located right here in downtown Jacksonville. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Julie. Thank you. Obviously, for those in Jacksonville, uh, it's a great port to go out of. But for those who don't live here, what are the advantages? Well, you know, of course, we have tons of pre- and post-cruise opportunities and activities. But something that even Jacksonville people may not know is that the Jacksport Cruise Terminal has ranked consistently in the top three by Carnival Cruise Lines. Really? Uh, for great customer service, embarkation, and quality assurance. And that's been going on since 2004. So they are every year um, attaining accolades on just getting people in and on the ship as easily as possible. And, you know, that makes it easier for passengers to enjoy their onboard experiences. You spoke about Carnival. Is that the only cruise line that sails out of Jacksonville? As of right now, yes. The Carnival Fascination, um, which is a 2052 passenger ship, and they offer uh, four- and five-day itineraries uh, to Key West and the Bahamas. How far is the cruise terminal from the airport? It's really not far at all. It's about a 20-minute drive, and they're both located right off of I-95, so it's really simple for people who are flying in, as well as people who are driving in. I mean, we're right there in the crooks of the I-10 and I-95 interchanges, so people who are driving in can also get in, and there's tons of parking down at the terminal as well. And for the folks that are flying in, uh, plenty of hotels in the area? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, it's close to the airport, and we've got a lot of hotels that are out near the airport. Um, we have the Holiday Inn Express. We also have the new um, Aloft Jacksonville, the Hyatt Place Jacksonville Airport. And actually, the former Holiday Inn Airport has just recently rebranded as a Crown Plaza, and it's out by the airport as well. Aside from leaving uh, on a ship out of Jacksonville, what are some things to do that are conveniently or not so conveniently located uh, near the port? There's actually a lot going on uh, near the port. We have the Timaquam Preserve, which is a national park, um, as well as uh, two state parks, the Big and Little Talbot Island and Fort George Island Park. And they just have tons of history and culture and eco-friendly activities. Um, There's also the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens, and the Anheuser-Busch Brewery is uh, also near the port, and they just launched this new Brewmaster Sport, which is great for any beer drinkers out there. (laughs) And, of course, people who have a little bit more time to hang out, there's always the beaches and downtown with all of our museums. So there's a lot to do, a lot for families, a lot for couples. Um, We we try to offer a little bit of something for everybody. Julie, where can folks wanting to visit Jacksonville go for more info? Visit Jacksonville.com, and there's actually a section for people who are cruising out of Jacksonville where they can search for information on things to do as well as um, purchase packages for hotels and attractions and all sorts of things to do pre- and post-cruising. Julie Watson is the communications consultant for Visit Jacksonville. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Cruise Radio will return after these brief words on Sunny 94.1 WSOS. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah. Cruise One. Cruise One.
One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1. Or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah, Cruise One. And now back to Cruise Radio with your hosts, Matt Bashford and Doug Parker on Sunny 94.1 WSOS. We have Chris Elliott, contributor for MSNBC, and you can find him at Elliott.org. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Chris. Thanks. Recently, you put out five common travel mistakes and how to fix them. First off, we have not buying insurance for your cruise. Elaborate on that for me. Well, it's a something that people do a lot is they think that after they've bought their cruise that they're all set when in fact if something goes wrong you know if the plane is late or if they get sick that they're not going to be protected it used to be maybe 10 years ago that cruise lines were more lenient when something went wrong and they would they would let you rebook but uh, not anymore now if something happens and you're not insured it's tough luck and so i've talked to literally hundreds of people who lost their entire cruises because they didn't have insurance. Here's another one. Review your reservation. Well, one of the biggest mistakes they make when they are making a reservation is just waiting. You know, if something goes wrong with their reservation, if they see a name that's wrong, is not addressing it immediately. A lot of online travel agencies and offline travel agencies will give you time if you've made a mistake on the dates or even on the names where there's a window where things can be fixed much more easily. And hoping that maybe you can fix it when you get to the airport is a bad move. You want to address it right away with your travel agency or with your airline. You know, don't let you change the names on your tickets, generally speaking. And so, and you know, this, this also holds true for other problems that you might encounter when you're traveling. If you see something that's not right, like if you're at a hotel and maybe something is wrong with your room, speak up because now is always the best time to resolve a problem, not later when you're home and you've already paid your hotel bill. You're thinking about sending a letter to the president of the company. That really is, it's almost too late by then. All right, mistake number three, not inspecting your rental car when you pick it up. Well, a lot of people just figure that their rental car is in pristine condition. When in fact, a lot of times rental cars get dings and dents, and if you return the car and they see these dings and dents and they weren't noted before you left the lot, then you're going to get charged for the repair. And I've talked to lots and lots of people who have had this happen to them. In fact, many travelers believe that car rental companies have a little scam going where they give their, the customers the car in kind of a dark parking garage where they can't see the car and then when they uh, return the car uh, they they almost know where to look for the dings and the dents and, and then they of course sock them for that and then put right. the car right back into the rotation and um, and then get the next guy so uh, you know, it's just something to look for. Uh, it, only the worst tra- uh, car rental agencies will do this. Right. But um, but it is something to look for because it has been known to happen. All right. Another common mistake here. Staying at a hotel with a resort fee. I should have said a mandatory resort fee. Resort fees in and of themselves are not bad. I mean, a resort fee is, is a convenience or it was started, started off as a convenience where things like hotel towels and use of the fitness center and the in-room coffee maker and all these other amenities were just kind of lumped in together. And, and, and the reason was because people didn't like paying 
for everything a la carte. They just wanted everything to be on their bill in, in one place. Well, what happened then was that and th- this started off at the at the resorts, and what happened is that the big city hotels said, hey, look at this, You're, you guys are able to charge $20 extra a day for your rooms. We'll do that too, and we'll call it a resort fee. Huh. Well, these, these inner city hotels, urban hotels, did not have resort amenities. They were just secretly raising their rates uh, to, you know, <laughs> by another 15 or $20. So um, we're in a post-resort fee era right now where people are smart enough to know that right. these resort fees are a scam. And common mistake number five here, using a credit card that charges foreign transaction fees. Yeah, well, it used to be that you had a foreign exchange fee, but credit cards have gotten really smart. And what they're doing now is they're charging a foreign transaction fee for any purchase made with a company that is not American. So you can be right here in the good old U.S. of A. and make a purchase, uh, you know, with a uh, Canadian company or, um, or a company in Europe, and it can be a purchase made in dollars right here in the United States, and they can still charge you a foreign transaction fee. It's very, very creative. There's no extra cost to the bank. It is basically a money grab. And if your bank does it, and if your credit card does it, you need to switch. Chris All, very good things to know. Appreciate it. Elliot.org is where you can find Chris Elliott. Thanks for talking to us. All right. Take care. Learn how to trade your talents for a free luxury cruise. Author Daniel Hall joins us. Daniel, tell us how this came to fruition. I sort of just fell into it. Um, I was, uh, in my former life, uh, practicing law and uh, sort of, I'm, I'm sort of a frugal guy, and uh, ended up uh, finding out about the ability to speak on cruise board, uh, excuse me, aboard these cruise line enrichment programs, and um, the it's a really cool deal because it's a quid pro quo, and you get to cruise for free with a traveling companion in exchange for giving a couple talks on board. Can anyone do this? Can anyone be a guest speaker? Most anyone, um, in fact, that's really the the nice thing about it is they don't necessarily recruit from like the professional speaker ranks. As long as you're a, a good communicator uh, and you have no no problem with getting up in front of people and talking, and you have, of course, something interesting to say, you, you anyone could do it basically. So you provide your services as a guest speaker on a cruise line, and, and you get to cruise for free for yourself and a traveling companion, by the way. Oh wow! So that's well, that's nice. Actually, it is. And if you get really good at it, then they start flying you places. I mean, I've been to, just just last year, um, flew to Europe twice on, on their dime. I mean, it was great. That is awesome. It sounds too good to be true. What do you say to the skeptics? Well, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a fact that these programs exist. Um, they, they have to staff them from somewhere, um, so might, it might as well be you. My, my the wheels are turning. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because the, I'm just trying to think of what topics could I muster up. What expert could I be this week? Well, that's what we teach people how to do at speakerscruisefree.com. I mean, that that's precisely what we do is show them how to figure out what's what they're good at, what's between their ears, and relate that into a program and package it so that the cruise lines will want to book you. That's awesome. All right, the book is spook. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the book is Speakers Cruise Free, correct? Yeah, that's one of them, but okay. actually the whole program is Speak on Cruise Ships is the name of the, 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 the program in earnest. That's the sort of the big one with every possible angle, um, and it's you know really helped 
dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of, the, of, of people. You don't have to go far on the internet to find many of my happy clients. Daniel, thanks a lot, man, for uh, talking to us. We'll talk to you again later. All right, thanks. Recently, Mike Webb took a transatlantic cruise aboard Cunard's QE2 and shares his experience with us now. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Where did you leave out of? Out of New York City. And now, Cunard is known for their class separation, and I'm kind of picturing, you know, something like the Titanic. Was it anything like that? It was exactly like that. We were in rooms, as an example, a bar that's exclusive to the Queen Grills and People were outside looking in at us, uh, I guess wishing that they could join us. And I wish they could have joined us too, but uh, those are the rules. It was class. Uh, as a matter of fact, a lot of the cruise lines are returning to that type of sailing. Because you're at sea for so many days, one thing Cunard is known for is the enrichment lectures. Uh, what kind of lectures were offered? Uh, there are several. There were uh, history lectures. There were lectures on, as an example, Tai Chi which is a form of uh, Taekwondo, Mm -hmm. and there were some on golf, as a matter of fact. And the first day that we left New York, the weather was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, There was no need to attend any other things except just enjoying yourself out on the deck. But the next four or five days were very foggy and chilly, so you were lucky to be inside. It's quite an experience in that, uh, it was a very classic kind of cruise. The ship, naturally, is a classic in itself. I miss those type of cruises, mainly because there are really none quite like it. Mike, tell us about the entertainment. The entertainment was the way that entertainment used to be on cruise ships, cabaret style. Uh, it was excellent. They did have a live band for the singers that were on board. It's nothing as lavish as you have today where they have big productions. It was more uh, individual singers, dancers. Uh, As an example, they had ballroom dancing lessons, just like they do on most cruise ships, but these were professional dancers that were there. Tell us about the food on the QE2. Well, (laughs) the food was fantastic because we were in what's called the Queen's Grill, as Uh I mentioned. And it's uh, anything you want, anytime you want it. Example, champagne and caviar at least uh, once a night. It's very formal. You had to wear a tuxedo each evening. But overall, the best cruise I've ever been on, considering just the laughter and the fun that I had on it. Mike, lastly, any quick advice for first-time Cunard cruisers? Try to go to the highest class that you could get in. Yeah. Uh, whatever you could afford, I will guarantee you that it is well worth it. Mike, thanks for the review. You guys are a pleasure to talk with. Thanks so much. Got an iPhone? Addicted to the apps? David Kittle created one to help you control your spending while on a cruise. David, welcome to Cruise Radio. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Doug and I both own iPhones, because so we're very excited about this. Tell us uh, briefly, what is Cruise Card Control? Well, Cruise Card Control is an iPhone app dedicated to help cruisers like yourself save money while aboard their ship. This budgeting app helps you track your spending, keeps you aware of your onboard account balance, and also includes some other helpful features for passengers. What other What are those other features? Besides the spending tracker and budget planner, um, it features customizable countdown clocks, customizable ship backgrounds. You can choose up to 230 ships, and also a really cool 
same trip feature to compare the total cost of different cruise lines and destinations. David, give us a couple of examples where you can use the cruise card control. Um, well, right now, if you go download cruise card control, you can use it right away by inputting your cruise date, um, the ship you're sailing on, and your own personalized text to keep track of how much time is left until your next cruise or even cruises. Once on board your cruise ship, uh, cruise card control was designed to be used each time you use your onboard account. Um, it features one-click transaction input, so it's really quick and easy to keep track of what you're spending while on board. All right, so let's say you buy a drink at the bar. You open up your cruise card application on your iPhone, enter the amount of the purchase, and then it keeps track that way? Yep, and then it'll tally it up for you and create different categories even. That is very cool. Now, is it just offered on the iPhone? Currently, um, it's offered on the iPhone and iPod Touch, and it functions independently from your cellular and data network. That's cool, so you're not using any minutes. And uh, we also plan on expanding cruise card control to a couple other platforms in the near future, such as the Google Android phone will probably be next. And where can we get it? Yeah, you'll be able to find it on iTunes. Um, the price is going to be $0.99. Cents, nice. And it can be downloaded. Um, you can find it by searching the top 100 paid travel applications. Right now, we're currently at 61. Or you can just search uh, cruise card control in the upper right-hand corner. Another option would be to just download it straight from your phone by launching your App Store icon. David Kittle, creator of the Cruise Card Control app for the iPhone and iPod Touch. You can find out more at cruisecardcontrol.com. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks. Hot deals with Stuart the Cruise Guy. Hit me. NCL's Norwegian Pearl, which we mentioned uh, uh, last week, seven night Eastern Caribbean from Miami. They're still pricing on seven nights from four ninety nine. But uh, one of my favorite deals right now, uh, you know, this is the season for the Panama Canal sailings. There aren't that many of the partial transits, which used to be those 10 night that went round trip out of Fort Lauderdale, went into the f first set of locks into Gatun Lake and came back out. There's actually some very good deals on the full transits, which are 14 night uh, cruises going from, let's say, San Diego to Miami or Fort Lauderdale back to San Diego. And March 28th is, is like one of the best dates uh, that I've seen so far this year where Celebrity has their Constellation or Infinity. And I was seeing prices from around $38.99, and we're starting to see pricing from $14.99 per person. Wow. And that includes round-trip air from select U.S. gateways, including one-night hotel, which, you know, those one-night hotels, you know, getting in the night before is is very important to make sure you're you're actually there because of you know unfortunate flight delays. Yeah, you know another one back in the Caribbean, Celebrity Solstice, one of my favorite ships. It's got balcony cabins now going forward, starting at just eight hundred forty nine dollars cruise only. Again, balcony cabin, five star ship, and uh, the good news is that instead of going to Europe this year, Celebrity Solstice will be sailing um, indefinitely out of Fort Lauderdale, which is great news. Well, I've still got it stuck in my mind, one you mentioned a week or two ago. Barcelona, I can't remember if it was 7, 10, or 14. Barcelona airfare included from Jacksonville, something like $1,700 or something? It was actually uh, $1,799. You're absolutely correct. It was a 12-night Mediterranean from Barcelona to Rome, Athens, Ephesus, Alexandria, where it was overnighting and visiting Cairo and Egypt. And Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. See, that, to me... 
I'm thinking that'd be a good uh, way to propose to a girlfriend, don't you think? Well, you know, when you, you're standing at the, the foot of the pyramids in Giza, um, or, you know, at the, uh, you know, the Antiquities Museum in Cairo, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty hard, uh, or, or standing at the foot of the Acropolis at the yeah. Temple of Nike, yeah. which, you know, we tend to either call it Nike or right. Nike. <laughs> actually Nikki and it was a girl huh. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's it's some pretty moving moments and you know to be able to do that on a cruise it's it's, uh, it's pretty nice I mean you know if you were to do that by land that's a lot of flying um, a lot of packing unpacking and checking out of hotels and a whole lot of aggravation for more hot deals you can call the cruise guy 1-800-700-3881 or cruiseguy.com next week world's worst travel scams mark orwell will bring it to us if you missed any part of the show or want to hear more check it out on itunes or cruiseradio.net book your next travel through cruiseone.com from the cruise one studios in jacksonville florida i'm matt bassford and i'm doug parker and this is cruise radio if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio.